Hello, and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. Hope you guys enjoyed the early episode last week. I enjoyed Pismo, and now I am working 11 days straight. So I am crazy. I am on a diet, Tim. I don't know if you can tell. I'm withering away before we speak because I can't eat anything but chicken and rice. Um, I am here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. Uh, We're going to start right into this because... We don't have a lot, but I do want to talk about a couple things that happened that were like, like today I posted a bunch of stuff and Tim saw that and he started updating because it's insane what what happened today. Um, First, we have Disney Plus password sharing ban is beginning soon in Canada. Um, I think they're going to probably start in other places where they also have other content on the service. Because I do believe uh, U.S. numbers have started to drop, kind of. So I'm not sure if that takes any account of why they're starting in Canada. Um, I know Canada, I believe they do have the package, like the star type thingy that they have in other countries. I think they actually do have that there. I'm not sure. But they're going to start cracking down on it. And I, I know for a fact that the Netflix one does work because... Um, we use it at my mom's house. I changed the password. I haven't logged back into it, no. But I've seen screenshots of people saying, basically, you've been logged out. Here's how to sign up for your own thing. So I'm sure Disney Plus is going to use the same kind of programming and whatnot. So we're going to see what happens with that. I, I'm i almost tempted to do it. <laughs> I wonder if, there, if you'll get, like, because I know they can ban IPs. Do you think they could actually do like if like if you gave me yours and I try to log in and it would say no? Do you think that they think they'll do that or do you, like or and I try to live log back into mine would it say oh no you're banned on this IP? Um, I don't know if they'll go that far, but I think they'll scare everyone into doing it. Um, and the other thing is is I know on some stuff like for me on YouTube TV, I could have um like five i don't want to say different accounts but like like i could have like almost like a family membership have five people on my account yes so like uh uh, my parents you know have one because i pay for it um and i'm gonna have it so like my parents have one okay now i get four more and the cool thing at least with the youtube tv one is it they have their own login username password all of that on theirs so it's just using mine um for it so it's not like oh hey what's your password oh you can only be logged into like three devices at once well if i'm watching something downstairs my wife's watching something upstairs um and i don't know i'm looking at something on my tablet well then it'll say oh nope you're logged in if you do like the password sharing but if you have like i said options where you could um like family sharing i guess i forgot what it's called um and do that but nobody does that because it's like oh here's my password then we don't have to do that um so i and i don't know if that's an option on disney plus i'm sure not really because it's a like a stream like an individual streaming service right right it's not like a like a Hulu or YouTube TV or any of those other ones or mm-hmm. Sling or whatever it is, where that is like your cable 
Um, so, but I'm sure they they can do that or will threaten to do it, but we'll see if they do. It may just be like, oh, nope. What's where's your home base? Where's your home? And if it's not a like a mobile device or something like that right. that you log in from, then yeah, no, you're sharing it and sorry. Yeah, no, from what I've heard, they basically were like, um, I'm trying to remember how they said it, because people got mad because they're like, um, what about the fact that I go to the, the hotels have spent all this money on those special TVs where mm-hmm. basically you log in and they can log you out and it, once yeah. you leave and you check out. And it's like, well, I take my kids on vacation. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's just kind of it's gets crazy, you know. I I guess, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I guess they're gonna play it by ear. But um, I did think it was pretty crazy that they're gonna be cracking down this fast because they just announced it. What like? It wasn't that long ago, and I think it's November first, if I remember right, or something yes. like that. Yes. Um. But I mean, it's a business, and like anything is if you toe the line or get in a gray area or something like the mm-hmm. password sharing that you know everyone's done it for a long time and they kind of just turn a blind eye where now like you said netflix is doing it um disney plus is starting to do it where it's like oh man i've been doing the you know i've been doing it for years. like yeah well technically that's like not allowed they just haven't really punished anybody for doing it um or now they are yeah and and i'm sure they probably had stuff like dialed in where they're like okay look all we have to do is this like we could just flip a switch and all of a sudden everything's engaged and we're good to go so i you know and i don't think that it's one of those things where you know, they're going to abuse it or you're going to have to worry about losing your account. But I did think it was interesting because I was kind of like, you know, what if, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you log in somewhere else and then it screws up your IP or whatever. I mean, I don't think it would, but I mean, you never know. Right, exactly. Well, and like you said, is if you are at a hotel or something and you log in, oh, you know, you log in to Netflix, Disney Plus or whatever because they have it there. And then when you check out, you know, it logs you out. Is that going to mess that up or is it is there a way for them to be like, OK, no, he's with what it is and how it's ran? Because I'm sure those ones are, you know, yes, it is Netflix, but it's, you know, like a hotel version of Netflix. So I'm sure there's something there that tells um, you know, something on the back end that says that's what it is. I, I'm assuming um, it's probably and, something to do with the IP as well, because and, you, their Wi-Fi right. name is usually the hotel. Is the hotel name. Yeah. Or even if it's not, and that's hooked up to, you know, a hardware or something, it's, like you said, there's a way of telling that, okay, hey, he's not at, you know, his parents' house or grandparents' house for whatnot trying to do it. He's here at a hotel or yeah the way that the ip comes across it's not yeah um a residential so but I mean, we'll we'll see the effect it has because it's it's pretty epic when they make the uh not the claims but they make 
they basically do what they're doing, how fast they did. They obviously see a reason for it. So it's not like it's uncalled for or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, they are yeah. having issues. Right. No, exactly. And, you know, see how long it takes before it gets to, to the U.S. I mean, I'm sure Canada is a pretty decent-sized market. It's not a small market, so. Yeah. Next stop might be south of the border from Canada. We're going to see. Um, next, we're going to go into... The trailer was released for season two of Behind the Attraction series coming to Disney Plus this November. I'm kind of shocked they're dropping so much. Um, I feel like because the writer's strike is over, it's kind of, I don't know. Um, we're we're going to see. I mean, it possibly they're just doing this because it was on schedule. I don't know. Because that means we're going to have Loki... Well, Loki should still be, yeah, Loki, Loki will still be going on. So you'll have Loki, and you'll have this going at the same time. So, I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool this show. drops. It's an amazing no, show. Right. This drops November 1st. All six episodes will stream on November 1st. So it's nice, just like it did last time. And this one will have Pirates, Big Thunder, Indiana Jones, Epcot, The Food, and Nighttime Spectaculars. So there's your six episodes right there. That is pretty awesome. I um, and the and the trailer's out right now on Disney Plus. Okay. Oh, it like so, came out today. Okay, came out today. Yeah. So we're we're recording this on on Wednesday. So know that it came out today. Um, we got a couple quick ones. First of which is uh, Paramount Plus has decided to not renew the iCarly revival for a fourth season. Um, I. I guess it's it's been it's been pretty good for them, but I feel like they're just trying to I don't know. I feel like I feel like Paramount Plus is trying to find the needle in the haystack and they have these things that just kind of come in and keep them keep them going for now. So, my kid loves Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol's on there. You know, great. That's what I have it for. He loves Paw Patrol. He loves all these Nickelodeon shows. Um, side note, don't let your kids watch Peppa, Peppa Pig because Pe- Peppa is super mean to his, the, their parents. So don't watch Peppa Pig. Um, but then like, like Ink Master, love Ink Master. They had a new season last, last year. They got a new season this year coming out in November. And I was like, wait, what? That's crazy. You know, but then they randomly will cancel these certain shows. And it's almost like they're trying to find that needle in the haystack to try and, you know, oh, okay, you know what? Let's go to this show and we'll try this one out and see what happens if it doesn't work out. And I think the problem is going to be now with the deal that came through with the writers. They're not going to have as much leeway developing shows because like we said, they don't get as much money. They don't get more money when it's successful like you do on regular television. So if something's super successful on here, they were making a grip off of it because people were signing up. They're getting, you know what I mean? So I'm just interested why they canceled it. I'm sure it ran its course, but like we talked about, the writer's contract says after the third season, they all get a pay bump. So maybe that's also why they're doing it. Cause it would have been their fourth season next season. Um, next, the umbrella Academy, which I love the umbrella Academy. I am. I think it's the only 
show on Netflix that I've ever watched the entire thing as soon as it came out. So every season, I would watch it. Um, season four will release on Netflix in 2024. It will be the last season. They've already said that. So make sure if you haven't caught up, you have plenty of time before it comes out next year. I am assuming it's going to come out probably beginning of next year. But, I mean, you never know. Uh, and we also have Hulu has renewed Only Murders in the Building for season four. Um, it gets great reviews. I haven't watched it. But, I mean, when you get Martin Short and Steve Martin on a show together, I mean, it's going to be gold. And I heard Selena Gomez is even is just as good as they are in it. And it's a great uh, cast. I've heard even the guest stars and everything that come on it are fantastic. Um, and then the last that's in like the regular kind of news stuff is um, Dune, one of the biggest day and date releases to hit HBO Max 2021, is now arriving on Netflix. So if you haven't watched it yet, you can go ahead and watch it on Netflix if you have Netflix. Um, okay, so I was waiting for something happening. I was waiting for um, a customer. And I see this trailer for The Beekeeper. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be amazing. This dude collects bees. Or he's a beekeeper. And it, it stars Jason Statham. He's going around killing people. But that is not what it is. So, basically, what this movie is about is Jason Statham is, like, building this garden or something. It's all green. And I believe it was Felissa Rashad. I can't remember who it was. But, um... She's like, you made this place so beautiful. It's so green since you've been here. He's like, thank you. You know, I try. And she ends up getting um, a spam email that says her computer has been infected with a virus. And she calls the support team. And the guy's like in this fancy room with all these computer screens. And he goes, we got you. And claps. Well, Jason Sitham walks in and she ends up killing herself because they got all of her info, stole all of her money, whatever. Well, he finds out where it is, and he basically goes in there. He's carrying two cans of gas, and it just, it's just hilarious. And so basically what the movie's about is a beekeeper, apparently in the government, is people who operate outside of normal channels. They call them beekeepers. And that basically, um, he's above the law. So he basically, he's a super, super soldier, all this kind of stuff. But it's just so... It, like, it's literally, it's nonstop action. It's getting back to, like, his transporter days, where it's just nonstop him just beating people up. And it just looks so fantastic. So, watch the trailer. It is shared to our page. Um, it looks great. Then right after that, because I know Tim didn't watch them. Right after that, this is crazy, dude. I'm. It's one called Silent Night. What do you think Silent Night's about? I mean, that could be like anything. It could be like, um, what was the one last year? This the Santa Claus one with um, David Harbor. I think it was Deadly Night. Yeah, something like that. Where he's Santa. He's actual Santa. He's, he was actually yeah, Santa in yeah. that movie. <laughs> no, this one I don't know. Well, I just pulled up the um, the trailer right now, but it doesn't say. So basically, what it is. It's a, uh, I believe it's Jamie Dornan. Um, let me look up real quick. Um, 
You guys would know him from um well starring Joel Kinnaman. Joel Kinnaman, that's what it is. That's what it is. Joel Kinnaman um was what's his name? Inside he was Rick Flag in the Suicide Squad. He was the kind of tweaker dude on the killing. He was the new version of Robocop. Like he's he's like kind of popular. He's in Sympathy for the Devil. Like he's in some good stuff. Hannah TV show. He's everywhere. Um, Jamie Dornan is the one from Fifty Shades of Grey. Sorry, and also another one that's British. Uh, but uh, he's Swedish, actually. I'm sorry. So it's Joel Kinnaman, Joel Nordstrom Kinnaman. So basically, it shows him on Christmas morning, and he's pushing his kid on a bicycle. He's got a little red balloon. He's pushing around, he's laughing, and cra- apparently they live in the hood. And a drive-by goes by, and they kill his kid, and the balloon flies away. And he gets shot in the throat. So he can't talk. And the way you find this out is because he pulls a calendar out after he gets home from the hospital. And he circles December 24th, 2022. And it says, kill them all. And <laughs> he goes to the mirror and he goes to scream. And you just see him open his mouth and it just nothing comes out. It's like a, like a, like, like, you know, like he can't scream. Right. And you're like, oh. And it basically is. A revenge movie john wick style because it's from some of the people from john wick so that's all yeah. this is another mindless murder thing going on hmm. well it's funny when i first um saw it when you posted it on um on the facebook page i thought it was um because it's like you said it's a kid pushing around with a red balloon i thought it was something to do like how it was formed or something like that or yeah, how, I think, how well, Pennywise started out. There actually is a, a show I think coming out about that. And I think it's called. Uh, yeah, Dairy, that, I think it's called Dairy and Dairy, Wisconsin, or whatever it is. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. No, and it, I, it, same thing. I would have thought the same thing because it literally and like and it's like an insane drive by. Like it's not like it's like two cars, like eight people hanging out each car shooting each other. Yeah, it was, was almost like, like Fast and the Furious style. Yes. So it comes out December first. Looks amazing. Then, I don't even know, Tim found this one. There's a new trailer for Thanksgiving, and it's exclusively in movie theaters this November. It is dark. It, it is, is dark. It's it's interesting. Like you said, last year we had the the Santa one, and this year we got the Thanksgiving one. And it's a pilgrim. And yep, he's dressed I'm, up as a pilgrim. I'm trying to figure out, there's a connection... So you, the trailer is there was a tragedy the previous Thanksgiving on Black Black Friday and a bunch of people were killed. Yeah. And then it's, now it's it's almost like a kind of nightmare on Elm Street, Jason esque, where something happened like I don't want to say like years ago, but something happened, you know, before, and it's like, oh, he's back Coming out or it's, it's happening again type deal i thought this was done and put behind us you know it's your stereotypical you know movie or it happened to the generation before when they were kids but now they're parents and this is their kids and it's happening again they try to put it behind them and then you know they burned everything except for the one person and the kid finds it and he's like oh my gosh it's like it's happening again and it happened to you um and this oh, one's yeah. this one's very. I know what you did last summer. 
It's very yes. I know you did last summer, and it, the thick fun. I don't I, I don't know if it's supposed to be a dark comedy though. It's all violent, but that one point, there's a camera. Oh no, I'm sorry. They all get they, all the these kids get tagged in a, a Instagram post, and it's yep. basically it says "see you soon," and it has a a table. Yeah, like thanks, like a Thanksgiving table. And they all have a place at it, and one of the girls, this isn't spoiled, it's in the trailer, she's cleaning her ear, she drops the Q-tip, she gets up, and she screams because the dude's behind her, he wears a pilgrim mask, like a creepy one from um, one of the bad, one of the people from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, looks like, very much like that, and he jabs a corn cob holder in her ear, and I'm like, okay, is this supposed to be a dark comedy or is it actually supposed to be scary? Cause I want to laugh at it right now. Cause it was a corn on the cob holder. Right. Yeah. And you always see sticking out of her ear is a little, little corn on the cob. Yeah. And the funny thing is, and it, like I said, doesn't spoil it because it's in it. Every murder is done. The weapon is used is something that has to do with Thanksgiving, like yep. the corn cob holder. One of them is burned in the oven. Um, what was the other one? Oh, like axe. a meat, like started, a meat tenderizer. But the other one started off with the axe too. The very and first the, one and they then the axe. was the axe. Yep. And it's almost like they're going in the process of of creating of, the dinner. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So, so Tim, it, like he said, I'm it have could be. With that mask, I'm gonna have nightmares <laughs> with that mask because the the mask is like wooden. It looks like an old tribal mask, but it's a pilgrim face. Right. And it's yeah, like you said, is it one of those like you don't know if it's a dark comedy. Or if it's, you know, a horror movie, just how the trailer is done. Because now the next trailer could be, like you said, more comedic-like. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. So, all, I, all I know is that it was trippy. And I was like, Tim should have warned me before I watched this because this is creepy. Right. <laughs> well, it could be just be like the one that um, Nicolas Cage was in and what he said, like two words in it or one word. And he was a janitor at that Chuck E. Cheese place. No words. That came out he a couple say, years ago. Didn't say anything. Right, exactly. And you're looking at the trailer, and it's like, oh, what this is going to be awesome. Little do you know, he doesn't say a single word in the movie. Yeah. Um, on to more normal stuff. Uh, Masterclass spent a hundred thousand dollars on set recreation of Bob Iger's office. For those that don't know, um, a lot of the newer Masterclass stuff is not as I'm not going to say not as fancy, but it's more like um, it's more like smaller style type stuff. The original one was like, oh, you take these 10 courses, you'll know how to be an amazing chef, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Uh, so basically, this one in Masterclass, they sit like, uh, who has one? Um uh, who was uh, Ninja has one. It's like how to become a streamer, and it's at his like computer desk and everything like that. So, it's it's different. So I c- I can see how they spend a hundred thousand dollars, but I'm also like, how many people do they expect to actually get this? You know what well, I mean? And why spend that much? It's like a what does it say? It's a, like a two hour class. Yeah. So, really? I don't know, man. I, I feel like people just want to waste money sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it says, uh, information sources said, Masterclass spent about 100000 on just the set. 
Disney didn't charge them for renting the space, but with everything else factored in, the shot cost master, the shot cost master class about eight hundred fifty thousand before paying Iger to teach the class. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it says the shot cost around a million to film and ended a few years ago. That's crazy, man. I don't. We yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like it's kind of a waste of money, but I mean, it is. It's their money to waste, so. I mean, and if it makes, you know, if they make it back or if it works, then yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, next, former Imagineering president Bob Weiss is leading Gensler's entertainment practice area. No, I'm sure it's one of those things where, you know, he retired from Disney and then he went and did this and is probably either starting it or was just a consultant and they make it oh he's leaving like oh my gosh they fire him or whatnot could have just been something that um uh no not leaving leading yes you said leaving like oh i'm sorry i meant leading yes yeah leading it so there you go i i mean it's it's really common i mean because here's the thing like a lot of his feet I know a lot of people are very loyal to Disney, um, but with that recent shakeup, when you pick a side the way that people did, things are going to happen. So if you were 100% on Chappic's side or you're 100% on Iger's side, you're going to it's going to you're going to reap the reap the consequences or you might just leave on your own. So a lot of people do go to different entertainment organizations so they could be, you know, you know, cuz I think some of the best Imagineers, some of them started somewhere else instead of them ended somewhere else. So it's it's a it's all a part of the game. Right. Well, in this one, his team includes three former Imagineers. So yeah, they do. Well, you do remember a bunch of them quit when they were told they were going to have to move to Florida. Remember? Yep. So um, and lastly, before the one you put on there, I'm, I'm going to mention Netflix has basically said the second the deal is done for the Screen Actors Guild. They are going to raise prices again. It will be the third time in a year, I believe. So um, good luck with that. Uh, And lastly, it is a sad uh, RIP to the replacement for the original Dumbledore actor, Michael Gambon, who passed away at the age of 82. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about him, even when people are like, oh, hey, you know, we hated the way he read some of the lines, you know, it's whatever, but, uh, 82 years old. He, uh, a lot of memes have come out with, um, him at King's crossing and it's, you know, it's one of those things. Sad to see 82 is a long life, but, uh, you know, you'd hope they'd go longer. And, uh, he joins, um, uh, several other cast members who've passed away and some very tragically young. So, Um, Now we're going to go to the gaming portion. This one is mostly um, focusing on Epic because uh, Epic Games has announced the price for V-Bucks will increase by about 12 to 15% in the U.S. and several other countries due to economic factors such as inflation and currency fluctuations, which makes sense. Since I've been playing it, they haven't raised it, and that's 2020, 2019. And I'm glad they came out and said that it's basically for... inflation and currency fluctuations and not yeah. saying oh 
we just haven't raised it in two years and it's time it's like okay yes i get that and stuff has gone up but just there you go you say that every time as inflation as long as there has been inflation and currency fluctuations how can anybody argue with you and if you don't like that then don't buy v bucks i don't know what's right and i mean and the big thing too is is that you don't have to have them to play right um my nephew thinks you do which is why i get him (laughs) what he wants but uh, also if you notice it's also kind of a, a stab at the united states because they're listing the United States and several other countries due to economic versus inflation and currency fluctuations. So I guarantee Great Britain's going to be involved in it because ever since they left the EU, everything's been fluctuating over there. So, you know, they're being honest, which is unique. But then yeah. right, af- right afterwards, um, Epic Games, the studio behind Fortnite and Unreal Engine, is laying off 830 employees or about 16% of its workforce. I don't think this has anything to do with that. It has everything to do with the economy because um, people don't remember who was laying up people off last year, right before Christmas. Amazon. A whole bunch of people. It was Amazon, Tesla, all these places. Guess who hasn't laid off a single person this entire year? Amazon and Tesla. So they took the actions they needed to last year, probably bettering their employees i know it sucks but i know for a fact that if tim tim's company that he works for knew that his the market they were in was going to crash and they wouldn't be able to keep him in eight to ten months they would rather fire him now and allow him to find a job with another company that could keep him on or maybe him find a better job than to fire him right before everything hits the fan and then all of a sudden he's unemployed for two years because the way the economy is you know, and right. I feel like that's why Epic is doing it now because there are a lot of gaming companies who are closing one division to open up a new division, and so I guarantee they're going to find find you know something somewhere. And the rumor I heard is the people that got laid off aren't people anywhere in development or anything like that. It's probably more than likely just random you know internal employees. I do know though. I've seen a couple of kids I've heard people have gotten hired on to make map stuff and be con- you know, on their team just from doing stuff through the game. So we'll see if they do anything else, but hopefully this is it. Right. And this cool one, a rare Fox data Chrome Leopard Nintendo 64 controller that had been carefully packed away in a gamer's loft has been set to sale at auction for as much as $1,200. That's crazy, man. Right. Well, and you think it's like, oh, 1200 bucks. that's not that much. But, I mean, it's an old-school N64 controller. And I think those controllers, I don't know what they were back in the day, but I want to say they were probably like 20 30 bucks if you get like the Rumble Pack or something like that. Yeah. Because um, I know once like the PlayStation 2 controllers and whatnot came out, that those were more like in the... They're in the, the 40 range. Like, 30 to 40, 40 range yeah yeah, yeah exactly. and then the newest ones are in the 60 range and, and yep. you gotta think you gotta think basic controllers that like are this one's a basic controller for the most part that yes. actually were the print of that is unheard of now you either have to buy an expensive controller that has a different print or you get a sticker you don't have mm-hmm. it printed on there for very cheap so i'm it's, sure that yep. was more expensive in general yep 
So, well, we're going to move on all the way to the general Disney pile as they have announced the 2024-2025 ambassador teams for both Hong Kong Disneyland and Disneyland Resort. Um, I like seeing who they are. And what's crazy is, is I need to, I need to look up who the, the ambassadors were from when the pandemic, before the pandemic, the year before. Because I feel like this is almost like a Jeff Bezos assistance position. Like they get moved up in the company fast because they not only know the business, but they have to be the face of it. And they're like the ultimate, do not point your fingers, use your hand. Like they are both corporate and park like conscious. So, right, you know, and I know with um with that time during the pandemic, they extended their reign. It was like three years or something like that because there was basically a full year where they didn't do yep really anything. Uh, well, it was more of probably a lot of social media and like Zoom calls or something like that. Yep, but I yeah. know they extended because normally, well, it used to be one year. Then they extended it to two years, and I think with them, um, they extended theirs, I think, like a third year because nothing – there's a full year where they didn't do anything. Yeah, and I think what they actually did too was um, they even gave them – like they had – they were – they did something like special projects or something. I can't remember what it was, but they – like they had them do other things other than just their normal ambassador role stuff. Right. So – um, Disney Lorcana reprint will be available for 2023 holidays, including Rise of the Floodborne. Tim, how so? Let's pause there. Well, you missed oh, that Hong Kong right. Disneyland had their team as well. No, I mentioned both of them. Oh, sorry, yeah, same time. So, speaking of this, so I was just to say this Raven Burgers 2023 Lorcana reprints intended to impact product scarcity and adjust aftermarket resale value. Yeah, it's gonna drive the resale value to the dump because. No one's going to want to buy it when you can just reprint them all the time. So, yeah. so how was it opening those cards? Did you open them ready? Yeah, no, I opened them and I even bought more too. And it's funny going to, so they're still, um, the starter packs are still kind of hard to find. Um, and one comic book shop had them for about 20 bucks and another one had them for about 35. Um, they were the one that was had it for 35 was, pretty proud of what they had but then again they only had three of them there the other one that had them for a little less than 20 bucks they had probably 10 to 12 of them there so it's interesting and then uh just because they're only at select um basically card and comic book shops you could you know they said they you know had them on target walmart best buy gamestop um, Barnes and Noble, all of these ones, um, and if you on there, all of those websites, they're all sold out. Um, yeah, and even, that's what even I, on that's the Ravensburger website, it's sold out. And basically, what they're really pushing now is that Rise of the Floodborne that's coming out, I believe, next month. Um, but if you go on, um, you know, the websites that have pricing for cards. Mm-hmm. that a lot of your most expensive cards on there are the D23 
um, exclusive D23 promo cards that obviously could only get a D23. Yep. Those are where you're seeing in the hundreds and thousands of dollars um, on those cards. And then especially if you have like an alternative art D23 card, yep. you know, you get two rarities of it with it being D23 and the alternative art. Um, and then if it's, you know, they have foil cards as well on that. So if you hit, you know, the trifecta of that, oh yeah, it's going to, you know, what was it that one? I think uh, Elsa card sold for like 1200 bucks or something like that. Uh, and then the you, the genie alternate art, I think was listed at 3,500 is what I saw. Right. And then you got guys that are getting them graded. So all what that's doing is added to the value as well. Um, a lot of the comic book car sh- uh, shops that I talked to or that I went to and kind of had some good conversations with them is that they're like, oh, well, because there's like four different starter packs on them. And mm-hmm. it's like anything, whether it's magic or Pokemon or not, not whatnot, each one has a different, um, I guess, playing style or whatever it is on it yes and so like uh, and so that's why i asked the guy i'm like hey there's three different ones up there are all three of them different or is it like oh no just there's three different um boxes artwork on the boxes but all we're saying is like oh no this one's this one this one's that one i'm like okay she's like oh do you do magic i'm like no because she was going to explain it to me oh hey this is a new guy looking to get into i'm like oh no no i'm not doing it for the card game i'm doing it more on the collecting aspect of it you know, I collected baseball cards and then and I like Disney and this is kind of both of them together. So, yep. oh, OK. Um, and one of the guys at the card shops kind of near me, uh, he was saying he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, you might want to look into possibly playing the game because we have these tournaments on the weekends, you know, like magic or anything like that. Yep. He's like, and you we may not have any on the shelf to sell but we have some in the back room because say it's you know five dollars to enter the tournament mm-hmm. but and you bring your cards but if you don't have cards maybe it's like thirty dollars and you know you get the five dollars to go in and then 25 and you get a starter deck box yep. like, so you could get it more so that way like, yeah, no, I can see that, but what am I do? Okay, pay the 30 bucks and grab my starter deck card and be like, okay, peace. All right, whoever plays me automatically wins because I'm just searching for the cards right? Um, on it, more so on the collecting on it. But, um, yeah, no, it's it's cool. I like it. Um, you know, I have, I think, the most expensive card that I've pulled was just last night at 12 bucks, and then the one before that was like 7 bucks. just... Um, a base rare card not even a foil card uh on it so it's cool and then there's um one app i can't remember what it is but you could enter however many cards you have uh or your collection and it keeps real price um, accounting on it so like after i bought my first three boxes i was 25 bucks up i'm like oh sweet perfect and then I went to look to add my cards in last night and I was only 20 bucks up, you know, it dropped five bucks, the, the whole, coll- you know, whole collection yeah. of it. So, um, but yeah, like I said, most of the stuff that I've seen is, and then you get the booster packs and those are kind of where a lot of people are seeing them at. And like a case of booster packs 
is going anywhere from like three to four hundred bucks um, yep. on that, and that's where you pull. You get a lot more rarity cards mm-hmm. um, on it, so you get people doing that. But those are good luck trying to find those. And the one guy said he's like, when we first had our display case out here, he's like, we had a guy come up, take the whole case and all, bring it up to cash register. Said I want it all. He's like, you could have left the display case. He's like, no, I want the case too. He just straight up lifted the whole thing up, says, you know, total it up. I'm out of here. So um, it's crazy, man. It's literally, um, it's just, it's so, it's so amazing that like it's bringing people back into the card shops. Like uh, my son doesn't know yet. He doesn't understand Pokemon cards. He just thinks they're cool. And they had this cheap, bag uh that's made for like giving out for halloween they're like it's like a halloween thing and um when i bought my i bought some pokemon cards the other day and um i got one that was like 40 bucks it's an alt art you know it's like super rare alt art whatever got lucky but i bought those other ones and it's just the joy of kids opening the the packages you know what i mean it like it it reminds me of you know like so those please don't know I didn't buy cards at all until I think I was with, with me and I don't know where we were at. We were somewhere with your dad. I can't remember. We were coming back from Santa Cruz or something like that. I think it was my uncle and your dad. And we bought a pack of cards at some like liquor store type thingy. Right. And ever since then, I've been on that, that chase and how fun it was like, Oh man, like, you know, the players, you know, the card and like, you know, you could tell your kid, oh, this is my favorite player. And, you know, there's certain people like Tim Ply sees them all the time. Like maybe they're like weird and they collect Trent Dilfer football cards and that's all they do. And there's people like that. And that's just kind yeah. of a fun hobby to have. Right. Or you get the, the cool one is, is, like I said, with baseball is <clears throat> and especially with all the minor league teams, they have the team set cards on that and you get guys that every year hey they'll buy you know usually the first game of the year they'll have a team set card giveaway and yep. they'll get those and then you could buy them in the uh in the store as well and, and they're they'll cheap. have yeah exactly and they'll have you know the guys autograph the card on them it's like hey there you go and you could get you know you, of course you're going to have like oh this guy was drafted in the first second round you know he he has a potential to being good so of course everyone wants them but you get a guy that maybe wasn't drafted high rounds middle of the rounds and turns out to do really well yep uh and you you know hey i got to kind of know him a little bit or um you know he was a pitcher and i'd go over and kind of chill by the bullpen or whatnot and um you know i got his autograph or a picture with him and whatever and then he gets mixed up to the bigs and you know oh hey that's cool you know remembers remembers you or you know whatever reason or because you went to the games a lot yeah. so it's kind of like you said just different things and with so much out there you know like you said is it pokemon is it disney is it magic is it is it sports cards there's a lot that you could you can do and collect the market took a hit when Basically, when COVID started and everyone was chasing everything, it's mellowed out quite a bit. There's still, I think I've only seen in the past month, like one or two cards that were worth over 10 grand. And those are like one of one, like I saw one that was a one of one um, patch. 
and it was like an Aaron Judge, and it, ha- it was literally authenticated MLB patch in yeah. the thing. So it was like one of one autograph with the MLB patch. Jeez, man, that's expensive. You know, right. I just have, I, I always hope one I always hope that... I find the, the the cleat one where the card was, is the whole pack. Saying, that's what I was just going to say. Have you seen the cleat one? Oh yeah. my gosh. I saw someone pull it, and I'm like, what the heck is that? And I did see a cool one where this dad, his, to the kids, like, this pack feels good. And it was a God pack that had a one-of-one one auto with Mike Trout and a one-of-one one auto with Shoei Otani. And he's like, Dad, and the, the dad's freaking out because the Otani card at the time was worth, like, $15,000. Right. probably worth, like, nine or eight now because of what's going on with him and whatnot. But... Yeah, it's just it's a fun thing. So right, right. Um, I wish this was around when we graduated high school. There's a new theme park management bachelor's degree available for cast members through Disney Aspire. That is awesome. That shows that they're putting in their investing back into their community, and I hope that anyone that has the opportunity to do this does it. Um, I would sell my soul to be able to do this because it's it's just an awesome opportunity. Right, exactly. And especially, I mean, it's theme park. So you could go anywhere around the world yep. in theme parks. It doesn't have to be Disney. It could be anywhere. You could do a local theme park if you want to. You know what I mean? It's it's yep. amazing. Yeah, um, ex- exactly. Now, next we have uh, Disney Parks TikTok is going to host a live stream of Frightfully Fun Parade from Oogie Boogie Bash at Disney California Adventure. It's very awesome. Um, they tried this out when they, I remember on TikTok, when they were announcing cast members for one of the new rides in Disney World, I think it was. They did a TikTok live, and they've been doing doing TikTok videos, basically going around and showing like, oh, this is why I Disney, and it's all employees kind of thing. So I like seeing the little behind-the-scenes action and also seeing that. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Disney cast members and employees are receiving a commemorative Disney 100 name tag. What's big to me is that they mention employees in the description. So that means that people that are behind the scenes that you never see are also going to get this name tag. And I bet you anything, uh, beginning of next year, you're going to see a handful of them online for sale. Right. And the thing is, is they're commemorative. So yeah. you're not going to see yeah. them in the park. Correct. They're not going to wear them in the park. It's for them to have um to commemorate obviously commemorative disney 100 uh name tag so don't think oh hey where's where's your disney 100 name tags like that no we're not allowed to wear that yeah and i believe because they are doing a lot of them they're changing a lot of the name tags just to be like different especially like with uh whatchamacallit um paris like they're doing um shout out and a a lot of them have anniversaries too Shout out to Stanathan for complaining and saying that it's um it's not the right shape, which he's correct. So great. Yeah. Uh lastly in the general pile, Disney Cruise Line announces DVC member exclusive voyage for Disney Treasure. If That's um a, it's gonna yeah. be an interesting one to set to sell. Yeah, it will be. Because I mean, how much of a discount can you give in reality? Well, the other thing is, is if it's DVC member exclusive voyage, how much of the ship are you going to fill? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's got to be some sort of exclusivity where maybe they're only doing, you know, 80%. I don't know. 
Yeah. No, but what they'll do is it'll it says DVC member exclusive. So they're going to open it up to DVC members and you could, you know, use your points or whatnot. And then they're going to have cash option on it, just like with any DVC member they have. If there is a room open and it's no DVC member has it, you could go and pay cash for it. Yep. They have a cash price on it. So there you go. They're they're not going to just let a room sit vacant because, oh, we don't have a DVC. If I come in saying, hey, I got I got cold, hard cash right here. Let me get in that room. They're going to be like, yes, sir. Right this way. It's going to cost you a little bit more. Um, but they're going to have somebody in that in that room. Mm hmm. Because they already got you for locked in for the DVC for however many years and however many points you get. So they're just making more money for the cash price. Yes, they are. Uh, now on to Disney Resorts Abroad. Sip champagne or chocolate chowd. Chowd? How do you say that? Chocolate chowd. Something, something, something French. So there you go. Right. On yeah, Main Street USA with new Disney 100 flute and mug at Disneyland Paris. The, the flutes look actually like legit, like champagne flutes like insane yep. ones so um and lastly in disney resorts abroad final performance of dream dream and shite brighter parade and show at disneyland paris we'll see what they come up with next right drone show yep but now to walt disney world fresh walkwork painted during tiana's bayou adventure construction at magic kingdom they are moving very fast on that one, so it's been pretty cool seeing them making all their progress. Um, Pluto's Pumpkin Pursuit returns to Epcot for Halloween 2023. Now, I, this is basically that one where you go through the park and mark them all, right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's just like similar one they do in uh, Disneyland. Yeah, like the, the Easter egg. That's my favorite one. The Easter egg one in Disneyland is so much fun. Yeah. Um, all dates are sold out for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party 2023 at Magic Kingdom, which is not a shocker because it's already now in October. Um, we got a new Star Chart-inspired drink menu at Space 220. I've heard that um, that restaurant is awesome, but also different. And like they like they say, if you go there once, then you're good to go. So um, yeah, yeah, unless you find something that you like there. It's right. Kind of a, it's a unique experience, but it's a one and done. I could check it off the list and call and it. And I, I heard it's not even that pricey either. So that's why I was kind of like, okay. Yeah, you know, I think it's just hard to get into yes. because it was new. Yep. But yeah. And we'll see. Um, three 2023 Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party events sold out. Not a shocker because the Christmas one looks so much fun over there. But, uh, I mean, it is Florida, so I don't see it getting cold enough to be really Christmassy, so I don't know. Um, Winnie the Pooh meet and greet returns uh, excuse me, to Christopher Robin's bedroom in Epcot, UK Pavilion. I didn't even know he had a bedroom over there in the UK Pavilion. Yeah, yeah it's, um, I think you go through like a store or something, and then it's kind of off to the side. Okay. Or if you don't see it, you wouldn't really... No, but it is, yeah. Um, couple files lawsuit against Walt Disney Parks and Resorts for painful wedgies suffered at Typhoon Lagoon. So, for those of you that don't know, um, when you walk into any park in general, just so you know, 
Um, yeah, let's just say you, how would I say it? You do not, you, you don't have control over anything. So when you go in there, they're like, you read all the stuff you see, read all the fine print when you buy your tickets. It's insane. So you buy tickets to Typhoon Lagoon, I guarantee they basically have a thing on there saying, if you shouldn't be going on this ride or have any kind of ailment that'll cause you to get hurt, this has fast-paced waters, it has this, it has that, there's chemical in the water, blah, blah, blah. There's, there's no way it's going to go anywhere with this one. Nope, but they could try. Good yeah. luck. This one, though, I don't know how this actually happened, but... Woman suing Disney after falling off a three foot falling off three foot drop on test track at Epcot. Yeah, I guess it was a emergency evacuation. Um, is uh, what happened, or is the reason for the fall off? So, I mean, hopefully, she was walking in the right area, or didn't you know get off? Uh huh wrong um yeah i i don't know uh it says on the intercom disney cast member told writers they had to exit the attraction second disney cast member led imbrogno away as imbrogno followed she fell into a three-foot drop-off so well Well, i mean everything is recorded so i'm assuming if if she was not following along or if she if it was a legitimate accident, you know, I'm sure Disney will take care of her medical bills. Um, but yeah. I don't, I mean, three feet is deceptively high because that's probably three feet. It's probably my truck, a normal truck bed. And um, I, know, I know my knees hurt after jumping out of a truck bed. <laughs> right, exactly. And that's you knowingly jumping yeah. off a truck bed. Yep. This is if you didn't know I mean, it. If you're miss like if you do the misstep step off and you smack your face, I mean, there's so much stuff that could, you know. So right. fingers crossed, there's nothing bad, and she's not filing this maliciously. But I mean, we'll see. Um, now we're going to the Disneyland Resort, starting with my favorite. The villas at Disneyland are open. Yep, and they look fantastic and i caught the end of well no i didn't catch the live stream i was looking at the speed storm one and they had problems with that and that was really yeah didn't tickle my fancy and then this one i forgot about it until after it was already done but they posted it up pretty quick on their website or on their youtube page so i got to look at it at that um it was pretty cool and then of course a lot of the um vloggers bloggers everyone they uh got to well because the rooms opened up that day so mm-hmm. you could book them or if you booked them when they opened up that was your first day there um and then they were showing them off too and yeah they look fantastic and that two-story one looks awesome i mean it looks awesome but not for six thousand dollars a night no um and do do you want to tell us how since like I can feel the frustration, do you want to tell us how you really feel about the um, Speedstorm announcement? No, it was well in the beginning they had audio problems and it's like okay, well what's going on here? I was looking at it and I'm like, 
is it something on my end? Is it something on their end? Um, it was, I thought it was going to be a lot. I mean, it, it was cool. It was fine, but I was looking at, okay, what are they going to tell us and, and let us know that we don't know already? The only thing that they did was let us know what the next couple seasons are going to be, and they're going to have seasons every two months. So the season that just started is Aladdin. The next one's going to be Frozen. Surprise, surprise. I haven't surprised they didn't put that one as one of the first ones. Mm -hmm. And then the next one after that, they didn't say what it was. But you look at the artwork and it's Little Mermaid um, after that one because it has the castles, you know, like the front of the VHS where it has the castles underwater. Um, So it's going to be that. And then um, the next one after that, they didn't didn't have any artwork or anything on it. So, um, but yeah. And then I think on this season, they're going, they already announced Hades and um, Gaston, but I think they said there's going to be two more characters mid-season coming out uh, as well as though to those two. So hopefully that's the Halloween drop around Halloween yeah. time, because this one would be October, November. So it wouldn't be anything doing with Christmas. The next one would be um, the next season would be Christmas, which would be frozen. So um, we'll we'll see. So there's still hope for, um, you know, Jack and Sally or Jack and Oogie Boogie or something is. Well, I'm hopefully it's Nightmare Before Christmas, but we'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Right. Now, now back to the Disneyland pile. Illusion art mural featuring Steamboat Willie is completed for the villas at Disneyland Hotel, which, you know, makes sense. The Have heart- you seen it? No, I haven't yet. Oh, it looks awesome. It's like one of those 3D ones that pop out of the sidewalk. I literally thought when I first saw it scrolling, I thought it was they had um, like how sometimes they have painting and it's almost like 40 where it's like they have the chalk drawing, but then they actually have like you could actually sit in the chair or they actually have a chair there that you sit on and it's like, okay, stand here and take the picture because that way, you know, is how it's made to look it looks like this one. It. Yeah. It's not, it's more uh 3d coming out of it. Whoever did it, did a, an awesome job. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I'll have to look at it afterwards. Um, the heartbeat of new Orleans, a living mural nighttime show debuts rivers, America at Disneyland park. This is the temporary replacement for phantasmic while they decide uh, what's going to happen with um, the um, the fire breathing dragon and whatnot? So, um, new Disneyland Resort Magic Key Holder extras have been announced for the upcoming holiday season. So you're going to have the normal thing where basically they start adding things over time, and you end up with a sticker, a keychain, and things like that. I didn't look at it because I want everyone to be surprised. Um, Two more attractions are coming to Genie Plus at Disneyland Resort. Uh, I didn't see. I don't like it. I don't like it. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and Little yes. Mermaid. But what? What? I thought Mickey and Minnie's already had a Genie Plus on it. They had a Lightning Lane to pay for. Oh. This is now the the Lightning Lane to Genie Plus, not the paid for one. This is the regular regular one. So. That means that line's going to be even longer. 
Um, yep. And I don't know why they did it to Little Mermaid. That's very interesting to me because even though when that has a long line, it's an Omni Mover system like Haunted Mansion, so you could get a lot of people in that mm-hmm. um, fast. And it's not, it's not one to be honest. It's not one that I would waste it on. Kind of like Small World, I wouldn't waste it on that one. Maybe the holiday one because that could get long at yeah. times. Yeah. Um, but with the new the new system, you only get one one ride per day. So it's not like the old system where you could go on it three, four times. You get you get one shot and that's it. Once you use it, it's done. Right. So you know, and with Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, you know, they already have the pay for one. So you're not gonna get that many going in that just because it's an added cost on top of the Genie Plus. Right. But right. now that they're gonna have it on um just the regular genie plus um lightning lane on it that's you know now when it was used to be a half an hour was a good wait time now that's going to get even yeah even longer and well, I i'm glad I got, I'm, I don't, I'm glad i, I got to experience it. it before and hey that's my favorite ride do not do not the thing that doesn't make sense though is there's never a line at the little mermaid ever exactly that's why that's why i don't get it that's why i don't I wasn't ragging on it being a, a bad ride. I was just ragging on it. Why do you put that there? Te- technically, I when we did go in January this year, um, it did have a wait. It was like a 15-minute wait. But, I mean, no, it's not. But I think maybe it's because there's such limited amount of rides over there they want to do it. I don't know, man. I don't think I they mean, should do it. But. So the other thing is, is with that line, how... Where do you put that second line at? There's nowhere to put that second line at. I'm trying to think. It'll have to you, have to go on the exit. You'd have to go on the exit, yeah. I think I do think that one of the doors does open that they normally have it closed. I think the one right. door to the right, I think that does open. So maybe they had plans to do this something else. I don't know. Yeah, either that. We'll have, to see, we'll have to see when they actually do it to, to see the videos because I'm sure. One of the Disney yeah. bloggers is going to do a video about it soon enough. Right. Because it wasn't like it was one on the that had fast pass for it. So it's not like you have that line for it already. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah, interesting. Um, Tory Gate Bridge repaired in San Francisco Square at Disney's California Adventure. What happened to it? Um, it was there was like <laughs> bolts, bis- not bolts missing, like screws missing a screw was like sticking out of it like randomly like somebody oh i missed it um and then just left it there because what they did is they put the structure up and then they kind of like snapped the the finished product around it um and some of the pieces didn't it looked like they it got put together very poorly in some sections of it and oh this didn't uh, line up right so they took like a zip wheel and just cut out a little section because it didn't fit around the concrete right and instead of like cutting the section out and then putting something there yeah. it had just a hole in it so they could fit it up it yeah. just didn't it, it wasn't good show um on it so they've they fixed it. And who knows? It could be one of those things where it was, yes, we needed to get this, get it on because we have the opening of it coming up and then we'll come back and fix it later. Um, but obviously everyone noticed it and it wasn't good show, especially for, you know, 
this new thing that they touted. Um, but apparently it's been fixed. Mm. Well, um, next we have Run Diddy 2024 Disneyland Half Marathon Weekend start and finish locations re- released. Moved away from Disneyland Hotel. Why? Yep. Nothing at Disneyland Hotel. Um, well, remember, you still got... It used to be in the parking lot next to Pixar Pier um, on on some of them. And then they moved it to kind of over by the, the convention. Well, not the convention. The... Um, um, what am I looking to say? The um, yeah, I guess it would be the the marathon convention used to be in the Disneyland hotel uh, mm-hmm. uh, in there, and um, you know, and then some of the starts they would corral you in the Pixar Pier parking lot, and then your like you said, your uh, start and finish line would be Disneyland Hotel. Well, I wonder if just with stuff going on there or if this is going to be a continuing longer race and now with the disneyland forward they're not going to have that area eventually to have that is hey we got it coming back let's move it um to basically it's going to the other side of the park you're still going to run through the park but it's uh in it looks like it's by the um, uh, on Disney Way, which is basically um, on Harbor and Disney Way, uh, which is by uh, what is that like behind the Hyperion Theater or where you could see the um, um, oh, it's not Tower of Terror. Why am I blanking on that? Guardians Guard of the Galaxy, Galaxy Mission Galaxy Breakout. Um, there's a parking lot over there and it looks like that's where they're going to stage it. Not the Toy Story one. It's north of the Toy Story one, but where they put the star at, it's, um, basically behind all of those, um, hotels that are on Harbor that face Harbor. It's right behind those. So it looks like that's where it's going to start and stop at now. Well, Fingers crossed it works out well. I'm not doing them anymore, so don't bother me. Um, the one thing that I'm excited for is the new kids special ticket offer starting at $50 is coming to Disneyland October 24th. Make sure you get on and buy your tickets. You can select the date right then and there. Um, I will be buying mine because we are actually going in January, so I am super excited um, we'll have to probably buy our tickets for Disneyland itself, probably right around the same time, just to make sure we get in. But uh, I'm stoked, and it's great, and it's they're single, they're single use. Uh, they're, they're one park, not one park day, hoppers. One, park, yeah. one day, one park, but you can upgrade them to park hoppers for a fee, which I'm uh, uh, I'm assuming is not going to be as crazy. You know what I mean? Like, um. I have right, a feeling yeah. it's going to be well. Even if even if the tickets even if the ticket is cheaper, and the park hopper price is your normal price to upgrade the park hopper, you're still saving money because you're saving it off the general ticket. Mm-hmm. So, and like you said, they're children's tickets, ages three to nine. Um, you could start buying them October twenty fourth, and they are good for January eighth to March tenth. So don't think, ooh, October 24th, I could buy them and go in that day. Nope. 
January 8th to March 10th um, on it. So, and of course, like anything, of course, it says limited availability and reservations are required. And I, from what I've seen, the big problem with it is that um, there's that's usually the time when people stop going. So yeah, right spring break. That's that's why I always go because that's the good time yeah. to go, my friend. Right, exactly. And the other thing is, is that's why you don't see any specialty tickets going from. I think the one right now ended um, last month, the end of September. That's why you rarely see any deals from. Um, end of september beginning of october through the new years because that's the busiest time to go uh already so you know you may get some socal disney passes Mm -hmm. or california um disney uh discounts uh maybe some military or whatnot but usually they have those those go almost like the full year um, on it, but you rarely see any really good uh, discounted tickets during that time, just because it's the busiest time. They don't they don't need to do discounted tickets. Mm-hmm. Um. Next, Sorcerer's Hat Sorcerer's Hat Path reopens to guest Disneyland Hotel, which hey, we got need a paint that. job. Yep. Um, Splash Mountain. Press penny machine has been removed yet again from Disneyland, which is I knew I should have got it when I was there last time, dude. Completely, no, I, uh, I don't know if it was out or not. It was, but because they took them, took them away, brought them back, took them away. So, yep. Um, and lastly, we have a new light up 2023 Hanukkah lounge fly backpack. Available at Disneyland Resort for $88. Now, here's an interesting thing. On every cartoon I think you and I grew up with, um, usually there was one character who celebrated Hanukkah. Almost Mm -hmm. every show. Isn't it weird that none of the characters celebrate Hanukkah in Disney? Um, Yeah, but do they celebrate anything in general? Christmas. Is it Christmas or is it just the holiday season? Christmas. No, there's like, if you go on Disney Plus, you can search Christmas and there's like eight or nine shorts and a couple of movies that are all Christmas themed. Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean. Well, I'll tell you one thing. They got a pretty cool kick butt light up backpack. That is pretty cool. I like when they have stuff like that just because. Um, I don't think I've seen a light up lounge fly before. And what's really cool too is like, I I remember when lounge flies were like, oh, if you have one of these, you're rich and stuff like that. And now like we'll be at a restaurant. It's like, oh, hey, look, they got a lounge fly over there. Oh, hey, they got Mm -hmm. a lounge fly over there. It's kind of cool seeing them out and about in different styles. And um, the wife loves the one I got her. She had one that we got from a previous company I worked at from a, a white elephant party. She got one, and I ended up telling her, I get that one. And then I ended up, you know, getting her the one at Disneyland when I went in January. That was uh, the 50th anniversary Walt Disney World one that has a cool tint to it and stuff like that. But, yeah, the lounge flies are pretty awesome, and I'm I'm glad that they're um, doing so well. And they have a Hanukkah one now because I'm pretty sure people who celebrate Hanukkah want to have a cool lounge fly as well. And maybe that'll probably make a great Hanukkah present too. Right. 
So right. there you go. Like Adam Sandler said, they have eight crazy nights. There you go. So that's all we have for you this week. We want to thank everyone for coming through and listening to Mr. J, Mr. Stranger, Connor from ConCon's Cantina. Thank you guys all so very much for the FOMOcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Tim. And we will see you guys next time. <laughs>